Today is Thursday, January 1st, 2015. This is Nick Perkel interviewing Portland, Oregon's Famine Fest promoter and Raptor bassist, Chris Nukula. Chris, can you tell me your musical history in the Portland, Oregon music scene? Um, you know, I started a band in high school with a close friend of mine, Nick Kling, called uh, Compulsive Flasher. Uh, we went on and played for several years, and uh, the most solid lineup was... Uh, Nick Kling, Chewy Lopez, Dylan from Cemetery Lust, and uh, Pierce Williams from Blood Freak. Uh, we went on to play for several years, and uh, we decided to part ways. Lack of motivation, kind of hit a hit a creative uh, dead end, if you will. And uh, I've uh, continued on with Raptor, and, uh, and then I have another side project uh, called Schroeder Bombs, kind of hardcore punk, skate rock kind of deal. Um, but, you know, I started, uh, sorry about that. <clears throat> feel like I'm kind of rambling. But, uh, yeah, I got my start booking house shows when we were in high school because we had no idea on how to get booked or who to ask. So we started doing that, and uh, everything kind of went on from there, you know. But all the shows that I've really done have just kind of branched out from not being able to get, you know, booked anywhere. So take it. Pretty much, you were dealing it like um, on your property. Eventually, heading out onto like VFW halls and things of that nature. Um, more just like you know, borrowing somebody's basement for a party, you know, and uh, never really any VFW or community center style stuff like that. Um, I see a lot of that going on in the Midwest and the East Coast, but uh, there's nothing like that in Portland that at least that I know of. You know, really, we kind of got our start just doing, like, weekday shows, like, at the Satyricon or, like, the Red Room. You know, people would entrust us with some off dates, and we'd kind of put a, you know, a local showcase together of, you know, us and our friends. Now, uh, tell me how you eventually got into dealing with, like, festival-type level dates. You know, me and uh, Dylan from uh, Cemetery Lust have, you know, we worked on a lot of shows, bounced ideas off each other, you know, help each other out however we can. And uh, we were sitting back, you know, seeing everything else people were doing in the area. And, you know, we felt we could do something just more first towards the music we like. I just wrote up a mission statement, and we, we just kind of went from there, really. Excellent. Now, how did the first Famine Fest come together? And can you speak about some of the major people involved in putting it together? Um. Yeah, the first Famine Fest, basically, I just uh, just explained it. The first Famine Fest came about just uh, me and Dylan, you know, kind of talking about, you know, what people were doing in our area as far as, like, festivals and bigger shows were going and, you know, what we wanted to see, you know. And uh, it all kind of started out of boredom and just small talk and kind of escalated from there. But really, the, the big thing, you know, was Landon Impaled last year. You know, that really put us on the map you know, on a somewhat regional level. And uh, really, I just got to give it up to Ross. He's uh, not a rock star at all, man. He, like, really did everything he could to make it happen, you know, on, you know, DIY grassroots budgeting. And, uh, you know, uh, our reputation has grown just from, you know, that little favor that he has done. Uh, but, you know, outside of, you know, booking and just the general idea, you know, big thanks to Blake Curtis for being the stage manager. 
uh, she was a teal on photos and, you know, catering and whatnot. Um, a lot of help from a lot of different people, you know, a lot of volunteers and, you know, people just doing it for the good of the scene. You want to just, I guess, speak about the current state of the Famine Fest and also how many past Famine Fest alumni are going to be a part of this current one? Um, this year there's only going to be two repeating bands and, uh, you know, I like I'd love to see Dead Conspiracy and Torture Rack on every show I do. Man, they're some of the most crushing bands out there. But you know, you can't book the same show over and over again. So this year we got my band Raptor and uh Cemetery Lustigan just for you know, the bands or the members involved just have a lot of effort into this festival and uh we're putting it on, we make the rules, fuck you, we're playing again. Excellent. Now the two day event from January twenty third to the twenty fourth going into like maybe about 2 a.m. on the 25th, um, will be held at the Tonic Lounge in Portland. Can you tell me a bit about the Tonic Lounge for people who have never attended it before? Uh, well, it's a smaller club. It uh, holds about 325 people. And uh, it's been a club for a long time, but recently over the past couple of years, they've really been going out doing punk and metal shows and, you know, kind of coming, you know, back into rock and roll you know, in real bar shows. These guys just have new stabbing that have experience and uh, know what it's like to start from the bottom. And they're giving uh, independent promoters um, good incentives to, you know, work with them and, you know, fill their dates. And, uh, yeah, Rod and Joe at their tonic have always treated me great. And, uh, you know, just last night uh, we had a show there with the mentors and, you know, there's almost 200 people there last night. It was a raging uh, New Year's Eve, say the least. How long have you known Brandon Sterling, and how often does he do artwork for bands in the Pacific Northwest? Um, Brandon and I are not the closest of friends. Uh, we've partied tons of times. He lived with Ray and Andrew and a bunch of the other Vancouver maniacs. And, you know, we've, we've uh, shared many of beers together, but, you know, we're not the... We're not really tight, but but he does do a lot of artwork in Portland, uh, you know, mostly for Cemetery Lust nowadays. But the Brandon Sterling question might be a little bit more suited for, uh, you know, Marco. He's tighter buddies with him. Fair enough. Now, can you tell me the method you use to make your flyers for the 2015 January Famine Fest? And do you ever put them up around town, or is it just all straight-up digital? Um. Well, starting from the beginning, uh, we got a great artist, Cal Cushman, um, local guy formerly of the band Goat Soldiers. Um, he's just a DIY artist, you know, uh, and the guy's done a lot of uh, hand-drawn flyers for, you know, one-off local shows, fundraisers, uh, as well as the Northwest Black Circle Fest. So the guy is very established and very down-to-earth and just uh, really down to just help in any way possible. You know, he has a family and doesn't get out as much as he used to, but, you know, he's still at home helping, you know, helping the scene, even though, you know, some might not realize it directly. When did your band Raptor form it? Who were, like, the main songwriters of the group? I believe Raptors started in 2011, but uh, it started with Marco, Chris, and Adair, and then I joined later. So this, this too, may be a better question from from Marco, seeing as how I wasn't there from the get-go. What's your role in the band when it comes to recording, promoting, booking shows, doing social media, et cetera? Um, well, with booking, um, I typically take care of our local events, but we are under the Ash Music umbrella, um, you know, managed by Jason Charles. He also covers uh, bands like Poison Idea, 
uh, cryptic slaughter, spectacular, dead conspiracy. And he kind of handles our more, uh, you know, regional and national events. Um, last year we went to Grindcore 2014 and we opened for, uh, Terrorizer, you know, Phobia was there, um, Nausea, Wehrmacht with, uh, Scott playing a couple cryptic songs and it, it was just a great time, you know. What college radio stations and or zines, magazines, newspapers are you dealing with and do you feel are friendly to the uh, greater black thrash scene in the Pacific Northwest? We're working with Billy Bolt. Um, he has a metal show out of Vancouver, Washington. We're going to be doing a couple shows with him, uh, one on January 9th and one on January 12th. We got, uh, we got three bands booked on each day for uh, live interviews and uh, call-in questions and whatnot. We're going to be playing all Famine Fest music. Um, the college radio stations, um, there's, there's KBOO. That's like a community-ran one. Um, that's really well. We're not really working with them just yet. I do have submissions out to the Mercury and uh, hopes to get a ride-up. Last year, we were featured, and uh, it wasn't something we approached them about. So, I, I, you know, the local arts and entertainment newspapers are very supportive of everything. You know, it seems every week there's a metal ride-up for some, some, uh, some show in the area. What types of valuable lessons have you learned that you're implementing into how you plan on running this coming Famine Fest. Um, what types of valuable lessons have you learned that you are implementing into how you plan on running this upcoming Famine Fest this month? Um, you know, I've had a, a really good run doing uh, doing our local DIY shows and, you know, bringing bands to town. And just really, if I get a bad feeling about a band or just feel that, you know, they're expecting more out of something I'm doing than what's possible. You know, I, I, I tend to stay away from that, you know, um, really, I think that's the most valuable lesson is just to always just work with, luckily I have, uh, you know, never really dealt with anybody too, too needy or untrustworthy in my time booking. And I feel fortunate for that. You know, if I tend to get uh, a feeling that I can't, you know, fulfill the band's expectations to the fullest, I normally, uh, forward the show to other local promoters who, you know, have more funding or, you know, just, uh, you know, yeah, just really more funding to make it work, you know, because this is a one man operation and, yeah. but, you know, really like if I get a feeling of a show, like I either can't, you know, fulfill the guarantee or, you know, it's double booked on a different show or, you know, or I'm just not interested. There are other local promoters that I, I typically, you know, try to pass word on to if I do get a show offer that I'm not interested in. Can you tell me what fans viewers should look forward to for Raptor Music and shows in 2015? Um, you know, we're just going faster and harder than ever. I feel like we're getting a little bit more of a blackhead, black metal sound, you know, um, so it's getting a little darker, I'm happy to say, and uh, we're really pushing to put out a full length, um, you know, about springtime. Right now, we just need a couple more songs, and then we're going to go to the studio. I think we're going to record with Rob over at Extractor Studios. And uh, other than that, you know, we're going to try to hit the road again on another quick West Coast trip this summer. But, uh, you know, that's still just in the earliest stages of planning. Any plans to do a follow-up to Morbid Tales? Morbid Tactics. Morbid Tales. Oh, shit, uh, man, I'm sorry. Felt Cross, yeah, it's all good, man. That's one of my favorite albums. But, um, y you got plans in the works to do another release? Um, yeah, this 
this spring we're going to try to get into the studio and do a full length. We're just uh, a couple songs away, and then we're going to go into the studio, more than likely with uh, Rob over at Extractor Studios. Now, can you tell me a bit about Extractor Studios? Because I really haven't heard about that because I'm from the East Coast. Um, well, it's Rob Spacek from uh, the band Extractor. He's been in the scene for a really long time. He does uh, all the graphic design work for Head Split Magazine, and uh, pretty much every show flyer I do, you know, goes through his hands. And uh, he has a recording studio set up in his basement, and it's a, you know, it's new, it's newer. He's only done a few recordings down there, but he did uh, the Alpha Viper demo. He did uh, the Necro Drunks Tyrant to- uh, Toilet Music. And, uh, you know, there's really no sign of him stopping, you know. Can you speak about each band that's playing the first day of Famine Fest? This is uh, Engord's first show back. Um, after this, you know, they're off to MDF. You know, so as soon as uh, it popped up on the MDF flyer that Engord's was back, you know, I, I knew a couple of these guys from around town, and, you know, I... I asked them what they thought, and uh, luckily we got it all together. Um, Necrophil, uh, they're originally from Cleveland, but they just moved uh, to Colorado. They're on Hell's Headbangers. Uh, Zach, the front man, the real fucking maniac. Um, his band is one of the most active touring bands. Like, they were just in Europe for, like, 40 days, and now they're going on another West Coast trip. Like, these guys, like, never fucking stop. Um, last year they put out a great release called Devil's Breath. Um, and on the vinyl, even, there's just maggots covered in wax on it that totally rotted the, the cover, man. It's the most disgusting shit you've ever seen, man. I can't get enough of these guys. Uh, keep going, keep going. Fornicator, the front man, is the undisputed king of lyrical filth. You know, there's people out there being funny. And this guy is not funny with his lyrics, man. Just the most hateful shit. And, uh, I heard that they got some new recordings done, and uh, they got a split on the way this year. Okay. And, uh, you know, Blood Freak, you know, they got a brand-new lineup with uh, Maniac Neil still at the front of the band. They just put out a brand-new record called Squalor on Willow Tip Records. And uh, Head Split Records is putting out a limited run on a cassette, too. Um, their new lineup, man, it's, it's pretty damn good probably some of the best Blood Freak stuff out there so far. And uh, you, if you haven't heard that new record, man, you really owe it to yourself to check it out. It's fucking crushing shit. And uh, then we got Grim Raper. It's, uh, as far as I know, Portland's only one-man death metal band. And uh, it's his first ever live show. You know, we were hounding him about doing this for a minute. Took him, uh, took some convincing, but uh, we got him, man. It's uh, Luke Piper from the Portland-based black metal band in Furnace. And, uh, you know, we're stoked. It's uh, going to be first time ever. And then, uh, you know, we got Eye Gouger. They're from uh, Chicago. Ron, their front man, is. He has a Northwest lineup, and uh, it's made up of members of, uh, you know, the Necro Drunks and uh, Secor. And, uh, you know, I think they might be playing, playing Ass Attack in its entirety. And, uh, all right, we got Acid Feast from Seattle. It's uh, members of Chronic Tomb, Exogorth, and uh, the Departed SBR. Uh, Jim, they're 
uh, their drummer, or sorry, their guitarist. Jim, their guitarist, is uh, the organizer of the Northwest Speed Fest. It's a two-day uh, grindcore fest that they do up in Seattle. You know, 15-minute sets, shared gear, like just the most raw stuff. And their new band, Astrofeast, is just like gore metal to the, to the bone, man. Real gore, um, a good raw sound. That kind of sounds stupid, but sorry. And, uh, we got Radiation. Radiation is uh, a band originally from Gainesville, Florida that just moved to Portland. You know, it's kind of a punky grind, lots of blasts, you know. They got new recordings that are already done. They just sent them to me for a preview, telling you it's good shit. And uh, they were the headliners of the Northwest Speed Fest up in Seattle that Jim from Acid Feast put together. And I think that's about it for day one. All right, now tell me about day two. All right, day two, we got Terrorizer, Terrorizer LA headlining for us, you know, and it's fronted by Oscar Garcia, you know, it's the OG Terrorizer front man playing World Downfall in its entirety. And like, this is the second show since they reformed. They played Grindcore 2014, the Jesse Cantato uh, Tribute Festival. And Raptor actually uh, got on that. And, uh, you know, I witnessed their first performance in person. And I got to tell you, man, it was some of the most insane stuff I've seen in person. You know, just the crowd participation was just nuts. Like, I hardly think that the Tonic Lambs is going to be able to handle this. And, uh, you know, after they're done at Famine Fest, you know, they're headed to Czech Republic for Team Extreme. And they're playing with, like, Broken Hope and Take Destroyer and all these big bands, you know. They're going to Germany to play with Vader and Dark Funeral, you know. Like, these guys are going all over the world, and we're lucky to get them in Portland. What else is really exciting coming up on that second day? Well, I got to say, you know, Drawn and Quartered, you know, they're on Nuclear War uh, record. Their first Portland date since the last Black Circle Fest, I think two years ago. They got new material, and their new dr- drummer, Simon Dorfman, is just a maniac. You'll see this guy in person, and there's not a whole lot of drummers like him. Um, a huge standout for me really is Saul Negro. It's their first Portland show since 2003. Their most recent record, Dawn of a New Sun, is out on Headsplit Records on set. And you know, it's just a real dark, hateful sound that these guys have. You know, I just really, really fucking dig this band. And, uh, you know, they were one of the last bands booked. And, you know, like, I, I never would have thought we would have had it, man. We got real lucky with that one. You know, we got Mutant Supremacy from New York. It's their first time to Portland since the Gorgon Massacre Fest. And, uh, you know, I've been talking with them for an entire year. I'm friends with their guitarist, Kurt. Um, his brother used to live next door to me, and I was like, hey, dude, like, you guys should come do some West Coast dates around the fest, and it worked out. You guys just dropped a new record and got a bunch of dates on the West Coast all set up. And uh, we got Uda. This is our first ever show. It's uh, members from Ceremonial Castings in Infernus. Um, it's their first show ever, and, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot known about this band, you know, other than their past, so, um, a lot of, a lot of mystery around them. Yeah, that's about it, dude. Oh, and also Cemetery Lust. Oh, yeah, They yeah, play the got... second day, right? Yeah, Cemetery Lust is on the second day, you know, they're, uh, one of the newer bands on Hell's Headbangers, and, uh, they just dropped a new record called Orgies of Abomination. You know, they got records, they got CDs and tapes, you know, everything out there, man. Like, they're really one of the bands that are blowing up 
uh, you know, in our scene, you know, as one of, you know, the standouts, really. And uh, everybody's real happy for, you know, their new success. And, you know, they've just been crushing it live since the beginning, man. They've never really stopped. What kind of exclusive merch will be available at the fest that people really, really need to scramble to pick up quickly? Well, the fest is doing T-shirts. The flyer will be on the back. And we got another original art piece by Cal Cushman coming out for the front. And uh, we got a pretty good concept going for the front. I think everybody's going to be real happy with it. Um, kind of pays tribute to, you know, several of the bands that are involved. So, um, you know, I, I think everybody will be very pleased. Got a good reaction from the stuff last year, and we kind of continued in that direction. Excellent. Now, would you like to go back to any questions? I'd kind of like to do over the one about, you know, the repeating bands. Okay, um, shoot. What do you have then, to say? And then I would also like to go back and redo just like, you know, the people helping you for um, helping me out with everything, you know. So I kind of have a list of thank yous that I feel like, you know, I, I got to get out there. Um, go but, on. Okay, I'll just start from, you know, um, the bands repeating from last year. <clears throat> yeah, as far as bands repeating last year, you know, there's only two. You know, I wish I could book, you know, Torture Act, Dead Conspiracy, Witch Vomit on every single show I do, man. But, yeah, repeating bands, you know, just Cemetery Lust and Raptor, you know, just for their efforts, all members involved, you know, and just not myself. All these members have really been pushing the fest and have been down since day one, so, you know, they're back again. Uh, I'd love to have Torture Act, you know, Necro Drunks and Dead Conspiracy on every year, but, you know, just got to spread the love to everybody, you know, you know, help everyone out and, and give, give everybody a good chance. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people involved with Salmon Fest, you know, big thanks to Dylan, you know, he's thrown a couple bands our way, tons of support, tons of hype, you know, out of the head split page. Um, big thanks to Rob for all his graphic design, Cal Cushman for, you know, all the original art for Famine Fest, our bud Dan Stacy for doing all our printing, Blake Curtis, he's stage manager both years, Tuesday Teal on photo, April Jones from Slade in Oregon, done a lot of video work for us, and, uh, you know, Joe Gallagher from the Tonic Lounge for, you know, helping me get a good deal on the uh, venue for the night and just, you know, always supporting the local underground. Final words. Final words, man. My final words are, you know, I look forward to seeing everybody out at Famine Fest in the end of January, and I know it won't disappoint. You know, we're going to have two stages pumping back-to-back all day. You know, we got over a dozen bands from all over the United States. You know, we got headliners. we got up-and-coming uh, acts from all around the nation. You know, just every band is going to crush. You know, it'll you'll get your money's worth of this. And, you know, keep the underground lit, guys. We appreciate the support. Today is Thursday, January 1st, 2015, and this has been an interview by Nick Perkel with Portland, Oregon's Famine Fest promoter and Raptor bassist Chris Nukoa.